G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, June 17. I'm John Barker and joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and the Jackal Carl Diorio. Uh, Joel, we head out of town for the main action in Queensland on Saturday. We go to Ipswich. Uh, New Merian, the top-class middle-distance horse, looks fairly well-placed in the cup, but uh, the other two listed races look to be wide-open affairs. Yeah, indeed, Barks. Uh, always tricky, this meeting, because you're sort of dealing with a, some tired horses trying to stretch out their campaigns and and perhaps some horses that aren't quite stakes class that get a chance at a stakes race. So difficult, but, yeah, Numerian, he's got the weight, 61 kilos, but deserved favourite on his form lines. Um, but as you said, the other two races, the Eyeliner and the Gay Waterhouse Classic for the Mares, a few scratchings in that race already, but, yeah, they're quite wide open and... Um, yeah, I think you just got to tread warily at this meeting. It's not sort of a, a meeting that I'd be stepping into too heavily. Yes, although uh, down the years, the uh, it's actually been uh, been a lot of favourites successful. There's usually three or four favourites winning on the nine race card. Not last year. There was one favourite successful, and the Quaddy played paid three hundred grand plus. Carl, apart from. Um, Ipswich, next week we get stuck into Royal Ascot. In fact, I believe we're losing you for a week because Racing.com are hijacking you for your expertise. Uh, there is something of an Aussie challenge over there. We've got uh, Gatta, Cannonball, Artorius, the astrologist. Uh, what are your feelings about the chances of those four? And an appropriate adjective, hijacking. Um, no, it's uh, it, it's been uh, a, a really good uh, charge. I think these three or four horses that are going over there. I think look, the astrologist is is battling. Um, Cannonball looks the, the the one in the uh, king stands over Cool and Gather. He come he looks to be coming to the ball nicely. Uh, he did a piece of work uh, overnight, our time, on uh, Thursday morning and looked good. And uh, Artorius, though, I think is the main uh, hope of the side and uh, will be awfully hard to beat. He does look to be going a lot better this time around and uh, there is a sense of timing. And the opposition over there isn't overly strong. There's maybe one Godolphin horse in that uh, uh, race uh, now known as the uh, Queen Elizabeth II Jubilee Stakes. It's uh, formerly known as the Platinum Jubilee. One danger there, probably a horse called Alistair Hale. But five days of action, uh, plenty of ways to uh, entertain yourself through the evening. Of course, Racing.com will have the coverage um, of all five nights into the early hours of the morning uh, with a, a local team. And Matty Hill calling the first four races in the cards. So certainly worthwhile building a bank this weekend ahead of next weekend. Uh, yes, indeed. And uh, you've actually, in this week's winning post, you have spoken to an owner who's got a, a runner over there next Thursday morning with uh, Joseph O'Brien. Uh, apart from those Aussie horses, uh, any horse in particular that uh, you are looking forward to seeing over the Royal Ascot week? Great question. Uh, to be honest with you, not like last year. Last year, there was a couple that I was absolutely bursting at the seams to be backing. Uh, this year, a few horses have fallen by the wayside. There's been a bit of attrition. Uh, stay tuned, I suppose, to the uh, racing.com website where I'll have a daily preview. Uh, each morning of each race day, I'll give the top four selections for each race. And uh, I'll probably keep punters uh, up to date with a few things on the Twitter feed, uh, depending on that. Uh, 
if uh, if we're finding a few winners and we got the back to our wins, we might uh, start getting a bit uh, confident on social media. Otherwise, we might just uh, hide under the surface, Barks. Good answer. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, as I mentioned, you switched the venue for Queensland Metro Racing on Saturday. There are three black-type races. The first of them is Race 7, TAB Ipswich Cup, listed event, 2150 metres. It's a quality worth 200,000. And, uh, well, Numerian favoured. Still doesn't have a jockey uh, on the list uh, I'm looking at. Carl, how did you assess the cup? Tricky race. I went with Russo on top. I've just got a unhealthy liking to this horse I've developed over this campaign. He, he's been getting back and finding line nicely. These first three starts, this prep, over unsuitable distances, um, 13.50 and over the mile, getting back in slowly run races and hitting the line hard. His five Metropolitan wins outside Maiden Company have been from 1,900 to 2,040 metres. So you always knew once he gets out to this sort of distance range, the 21.50 of the Ipswich Cup, that he'll put in a peak performance. Last time he was ridden way too close by James McDonald was a $4.40 favourite, willing to forgive that effort. And with the blinkers going on, He's about 20 to 1, barrier 3, draws to get a favourable run. I think he's just worth an each-way gamble in the pretty tricky race. Got him ahead of the stablemate number 3, Desert Icon, who went down fighting in the Winter Cup. Numerian in for third. He won last year's Q22. He's going reasonably well. Back up with the big waiters of the query. And then Burbdeck in for fourth. I've gone 12, 3, 1 and 4. Joel? You know, I leaned the way of number two, Dark Destroyer. We haven't seen anything like his best in his two Australian runs this time in. Uh, 13.50, just got back around Doombin. Be probably a bit forgiving of that first up run. And then last week in the Wayne Wilson at Wait for Age, again, there was no sort of urgency to ride him close to the speed, which he has done in the past. Uh, and he sort of sat in, in the back two or three and was held up for the first part of the straight and then worked to the line okay, just out sprinted there. I just think stepping up in distance, he's got a touch of class, this guy. He, possibly you can say he's better on wet ground, uh, but we'll find out on Saturday because I think he's sort of outside the number one. It's it's a pretty winnable race, and on his best form, he'd be a live hope. I've got Numerian in for second. I've got Desert Icon in for third. Blinkers went on last start and did spark a better performance from him. Uh, back to 2000, or the, the 2150, I think it's a better trip for him. And in for fourth, number eight, Regal Lions, a real tricky customer. He's still in in Sydney as well, so not sure where he's running, but he can put in some good runs, and then he can put in a couple of shockers. He was pretty plain first up, but just be wary of him improving sharply second up with the blinkers back on. Two on top from one, three, and eight. All right, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, other two listed races are fairly wide open betting affairs. The first of them is race eight, City of Ipswich, Eyeliner Stakes. Uh, 13.50, also a quality worth 200,000. But, Carl, despite the open uh, openness of the market, uh, your best bet on the program comes up here. I think Gravina can win this race. Horse number four, the uh, Godolphin sprinter, far too easy, was the favourite. However, the uh, his scratching certainly opens uh, this up for Gravina, who's been placed three or five times in stakes company this campaign. That includes seconds behind Think About and Opal Ridge. Last start effort, I think, should be forgiven after racing three wide uh, without cover and did stay on quite reasonably when eighth behind Prince of Boom at Group 2 level in the Morton Cup. So hopeful of getting a favourable run here. 
Got him on top of uh, number 10, Legal Esprit, who uh, has won eight races and really worthy of stepping up into Stakes Company at this time of the carnival. Uh, I think his only run in Stakes grade was uh, when eighth in the week would last year, but he's certainly up to it. Blazer Trail, number 12, gets the right run here from the low barrier draw, and so does Irish Songs, horse number seven. I think they're the uh, the safe ones for the novelties. I've gone 4, 10, 12, and 7. You're going with number 13, Sir Warwick. They were betting much bigger odds earlier in the week. He ran third in this race last year behind Holyfield, who's also here again. Look, he's not he's probably just shy of being a stakes-class horse, but he puts himself on speed. He... he um, jumped well, led, and then took a trail last year and, and battled on quite well in for third. I think he's going okay, sort of, you know, pretty much the same sort of form coming into this. He's carried 59 kilos, two runs back, and was a close-up fourth in the last time out, third behind legal spree, close-up, beaten less than half a length. He gets the drop down to 54 kilos again. He's got a good gait, and even though a big field, not a lot of early speed on paper, and he can... Yeah, just put himself in the good spot and give you a sight at odds. 12 blazer trail in for second, used to carrying big weight. So down to 54 helps. Dry track is what he needs. That's what he should get. And brings that Antino form line. Just looks ready to go close third up. In for third, number four, Gravina. Class runner, uh, as Carl touched on, has the right sort of form lines to be going very close here. He's got seconds to think about it. And Opal Ridge this time in. And I've put number one, Holyfield, in for fourth last year's winner. Uh, drew drew 17 in the Stradbroke and got back to last. That's just not his go. He'll punch through from a, an inside gate and be right there on speed here and give himself every chance. And just the one that I couldn't quite fit in my four, but can throw in your exotics is number 16, Paladas. Doesn't win out of turn, but uh, he's the sort of horse that can bob up into the minors at odds. 13 each way on top from 12, 4 and 1. And finally, at Ipswich Race 9, Kingsley Lawson Lawyers, Gay Waterhouse Classic, uh, listed race over 1,200 used to be over the 1,350, uh, the same trip as the eyeliner. Um, this is worth 160000 quality for fillies and mares. And, uh, well, there was 21 in it, uh, including five emergencies, but even the fifth emergency has got to run because already, as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon, six of them are out, but not happily. Uh, Carl, your value bet on the program. Number 15, Russian Conquest. She ran sixth in the Gold Coast Guineas when resuming behind Yellow Brick. Uh, held her ground from her midfield settling position. Uh, has been kept ticking over since then by winning a Randwick trial. Uh, is a previous second-up winner. And uh, just think that from barrier three, she can get that soft trailing run again and just show her class down with the 54 kilos, I think she's attractively weighted under the uh, weight condition. So got her on top of heaven, number eight, Hellfest, who uh, has just broken my heart a few times this campaign. Unlucky at her first two runs and then got back in a slowly run race from the outside barrier and worked home for a close-up uh, unplaced effort. The third, I've put in number 11, Snapped. And then for fourth, I'm pretty sure barks uh there's the scratching of lady laguna so fourth i did put in sneaky five i think horse number one so i've gone 15 8 11 and one yeah again i've looked for one at a bit of a price here she's got to improve to be up to black type company but number 19 billion dollar babies i mean i've always had a bit of time for her. she hasn't perhaps sort of quite hit the heights i thought she would i thought she'd certainly be you know established as a saturday grade mayor and she's been performing quite well in Saturday grade in Sydney, just sort of without, you know, really building the wins together. Her last couple have been sound. 
she's re really well bred. I'm invincible out of Strakandy. So I just get the feeling that the Snowden team would really have aimed at this sort of weaker black type race. Uh, they backed off her after she had an Eagle Farm run in March. She said two runs uh, back in May for a, a second at Scone and a third at Randwick. She's going pretty well. She maps nicely. And at a bit of a price, I could throw a couple of dollars on her from the state, uh, number 11 snapped. I've got in for second. Strong win at Morfittville last time out. Uh, she's a good mare. She's building a good record. 15, certainly a, a big chance Russian conquest. She'll strip fitter for that Gold Coast Guineas run. And in for fourth, I've got number eight, Hellfish. Just going to need a little bit of luck from the alley. 19 from 11, 15 and 8. All right. As mentioned, Carl's best race, eight, number four, Gravina. And value race nine, number 15, Russian Conquest. Uh, any special strips, which, Joel, or anything else you need to tell us about? Yeah, no, I didn't really like anything else on the on the support card, Bargs. So uh, just those three races for me. Rightio. Rose Hill is the venue for Sydney Metro Racing on Saturday, and there is a black-type race. It is race seven, Toyota Forklift's WJ McKell Cup, 2,000-metre quality uh, listed event worth uh, 160000 Joel, how did you see this one? Yeah, I think it's a pretty open sort of a race. Um, I've gone for one that on face value, he looks like he's been disappointing this time in, but he hasn't been running too badly and he hasn't had a lot of things go his right. And I'll speak of number five, Lord Ardmore from the Chris Waller stable. He's, as I said, his form, he's going, he's going better than it reads. He, his run at Hawkesbury was really good. And then Gosford, he was in the worst ground. He was not beaten far in fourth. His Lord Mayor's Cup run was quite good. Granted, Boys d'Argent was three wide the trip there and then he finished behind him. So he's got a little bit of ground to make up there. But they ran him over the mile last week. I think it was the run that he had to have for this. He, he's won on a seven-day backup previously. They put the blinkers on him last week at the mile, and he got back with 59 and a half, didn't have a lot of room, and I thought he did more than enough. So 2,000 metres is his right trip. He's won three from five here, and he'll do no work from the gate. I think you can do worse and have something on him each way. Two boys, Dargent, certainly the one to beat. Four weeks between runs, that shouldn't be an issue. It was a tough effort in the Lord Mayor's Cup. Up a little bit in weight, but I don't think that'll phase him. 10, Bold Mac, hit the line really well last time out at Rose Hill behind Mac Schnell. Uh, he'll be doing his best work late again, I would have thought, and in for fourth. I've got number 12, Zoom on. He'll be up at front and trying to run them into the ground, I would suspect. His first up run was quite good in that Mac Schnell race, and with the lightweight, he'll be giving them something to catch. But five each way from 2, 10, and 12. Similar numbers. I've just gone with another uh, underperforming or slightly... Uh... You know, disappointing horse this campaign. That's horse number four, Benno, who has been unplaced from all five runs this campaign. Of course, he was a, a, a leading fancy for, for the Caulfield Cup at one stage. His only win did come in a narrow maiden back in September 2021. Recent efforts have been fair. The stable seemingly thought that he would be showing a bit more on the track given what he's been doing at home. And he just drops severely in, in, in class here. And, and with Kieran McAvoy aboard, 56 kilos, he, he really does look to get his chance here. He was sixth in the chairman's, beaten a couple of lengths from Shawfire. Last time he got a long way back out of his ground uh, in the Mornington Cup and, and passed half the field home. I just feel like if he's going to do something and if he's going to be the horse that some of us thought he would be, he has to find a few lengths and, and perform on the weekend here. So I've got him as the uh, each way value bet of the, the card ahead of number 10, Bold Mac, who ran on hard from the back of the field in, a, in against the tempo in the slowly run race. 
Third number two, Boys d'Argent, um, goes up in the weights, as Joel said, but certainly good enough off that, that Lord Mayor's Cup win. And for fourth, number 12, Zoom on. I've gone 4, 10, 2 and 12. All right. Uh, as mentioned, the boys uh, value bets up against each other there. Joel, race 7, number 5, Lord Ardmore. Carl, race 7, number 4, Benno. Uh, but... The best bets are in different races. We'll start off with you, Joel. Race four, number two, man behind the money. Yeah, I like the way this guy's going, this import, for the Annabelle Nisham stable. Uh, first run in Australia was quite good, over 1,500. Went to Doombin. A lot of people jumped on. The money was there, but he didn't get the luck. He probably should have won. He finished third. Came back to Sydney. It was a bit of an ugly watch at Canterbury. He couldn't quite slot in James McDonald. It was sort of jostling for positions for quite some time. And then... Sort of had to get on his bike early. He came wide and just really liked the way he toughed it out there. I just think there's more to come. 61 and a half, never easy. But I think there's a fair bit of upside with him. So pretty keen on him. And a couple of the others aside from my value bet on the card that might be worth a look. Race three, number 12, Sir Ming. Uh, coming along quite well for the Danielle Sieb stable. And race six, number 13, Euros. My best bet is race nine, number 14. Also from the Annabelle Nation stable. That's African Daisy. Placed from both her starts this campaign, third at Warwick Farm, then second at Rose Hill. Uh, that was behind Robusto. In on in that race, uh, African Daisy settled just for the midfield in a sit-sprint tempo from gate five and uh, just couldn't get there in time. This is the same sort of race. Does draw wide, so might have to just get a little bit further back, but the big field should allow a, a genuine tempo to allow African Daisy to get home over the top. Uh, good card, I think. The first race, uh, number three, two, the Levita, uh, is a smart two-year-old. Uh, I heard Chris Wallace say after Congregation beat her last time that uh, she might be a flight stakes filly. Um, so from that perspective, it's certainly worth looking how she goes in the opening event there at Rose Hill. All righty, Flemington, the venue for Melbourne Racing and uh, more of the winter heats uh, there. Um, and Joel, you and I are up against each other for our best bits, but we agree on the value. So why don't you kick us off with race three, number three, Horrifying. Yeah, I, I certainly found a bit of value in my tips here on Saturday. So you know, I was always going to be finding one at good odds as my best bet, and I've gone with Horrifying. I think he's been ticking over okay, this prep. It was very good second up at the Valley behind Munamek, which is a good form line. And that heavy eight tripped him up at Sandown in the Easter Cup. The Port Adelaide Cup at Morfordville, he loomed into it and didn't quite finish off. I was a little bit disappointed by that, but he had a big weight. Uh, he freshened up into the Sandown run 1800. That's been a good form race. I just I like that form reference coming into this. He goes really well at Flemington. He gets the two kilos off for the informed WA apprentice, Luke Campbell. And... Yeah, there are a few chances, but I think there's also a bit of a tail. And I think on his best form, he's right in it. Big odds, uh, $20 plus. And yes, we agree with our value bet later in the day. Race six, number 10, Wicklow Town. Always been a huge fan of his. And last preparation, I don't think he came up. He was pretty disappointing. Um, so I sort of just watched him his first couple this time in. And they've been pretty good. The first up run at Sandown, uh, good late splits there. And then 1,400 went on, uh, ridden closer to the speed, which is sort of more his go, and thought he stuck on really bravely there. Billy Egan back in the saddle, third up. Um, yeah, just on his best form, he's right in it. And as I said, it looks like he's getting towards that sort of form this time in. 
My best oh. bet is uh, race nine, number nine, Ken. Uh, it's in the last race, the three-year-old sprint over 1,100 metres, just well-weighted again. And I guess I sort of said the same thing when Ken was beaten last time with the 52 kilos under Zach Lloyd. But that was a, a pretty decent effort getting back in the field. And again, it was it was slowly run and, and they dashed home and, and Ken made up good late ground. Draws favourably, I believe, and it's always hard to anticipate where the uh, best part of the track is, but generally this time of year, um, they do come towards the outside rail in these straight races, and Ken might be the one that just blends in at the right time on the outside fence. Uh, the value selection is race six, number five, John Appel, who was uh, a good um, running effort when resuming off a long break in a heat of the winter championship. Um just got held up around the home turn and, and then found the line nicely. Wasn't beaten all that far. Uh, Fitter here second up and does look to be tracking well uh, ahead of the final, uh, where the stable are represented by several key chances in that series. Uh, the other horses to take note, I reckon, in race seven, number three, the Summit, first up uh, in Australia, uh, stays with the Lindsay Park banner. Uh, he ran second in the French Derby, went to Hong Kong, had three starts there. Uh, and, and the French Derby runner-up just lost all form in Hong Kong. He's jumped out, has been decent. Uh, and Art Zeno in race eight, number 11, he does look uh, to have the hoof on the till following that really good second at Sandown last time. All right, like Joel, I am a fan of Wicklow Town, race six, number 10. In fact, I might have made him my value bet when he resumed, which in hindsight was... Uh... Certainly going off a little bit early. And um, speaking of ridiculous tips, my best is race three, number 10, Shay Yar, who uh, just got there. Second up, moving up to 2,000 metres, uh, heavily supported here a fortnight ago. Um, and you would think that uh, moving up to this distance, because uh, his French form is uh, all over further, maiden win was 2,800 and then won an allowance race over 2,900 and, uh, in fact, has only had the five starts for those three wins. Uh, should be well-suited getting up, but oh, does have all the hallmarks of a horse that's going to start fairly short and get rolled. But, uh, anyway, Shaya, my best, race three, number 10, Murray Bridge, the venue for SA Racing on Saturday. Carl, what did you find for us there? Legless Lady, race seven, number five, is my best bet. Disappointing of late, drops back in class. Um, and has got a good record over the uh, course at Murray Bridge. It's always, uh, always good to uh, find something with some nice course and distance form. Uh, by memory, Legless Lady, I think, pulled up lame last start um, uh, when finishing down the track as a, a fancy uh, chance over the 12.50 at Moorfield Parks. Uh, but the first up effort was pretty decent behind Star Hills and had been racing at a higher company. So I've just got her on top. And my value is race eight, number five, Jimmy's Edge. Now, it has come up a little bit shorter than I envisaged. It's about $5.50, but still a, a decent each way price to end the card. Um, wasn't that far away uh, in, in stronger company. Uh, is, a, is an on-pace type, draws wide, but should slide forward. And it doesn't look to be too much speed in this event. And uh, again, another horse that is uh, quite capable over the track and distance. So I've got Jimmy's Edge, race eight, number five, and race seven, number five, Legless Ladies, the two specials at Murray Bridge. Anything for you at Murray Bridge, John? No, nothing for me there, Barks. Rightio, Belmont, they are racing at in Perth on Saturday. And there is a listed race. It is the Waroa. Belmont Guinea, 1,600 metres for three-year-olds at set weights. And our Perth man, Greg Hooper, 
likes number two, Vast Art, who dropped back to 1,400 last start and won again. In fact, has won three in a row. Back up to 1,600 here at the set weights uh, suits and uh, despite the wide draw. Poops is with two Vast Art to beat four upper limits, three Demolish and eight Rusty Dreams. Poops' is, uh, best is race nine, number seven, Rockinori. And value bet race six, number six, Boots Like Bruce. Earlier in the day across the Tasman at Joel, they are racing at Tarapa and Awapuni. Yeah, Tarapa have got uh, their jumps races as their highlights, uh, the Waikato steeple and hurdle and also a maiden hurdle and steeple. So worth tuning into. I've waited till late in the day on the flat for my best. Uh, my value is Hot Pinks, race nine, number five. She can be a bit hit and miss this girl for Andrew Forsman. Uh, but at her best, she's certainly more than capable of winning a race like this. I think she just found it too wet uh, first up. They came home uh, their last 600, nearly 41 seconds. It was an absolute bog, and she just couldn't pick her feet up. So it'll be not – it certainly won't be as wet at Tarapa on Saturday, and um, she's a much better mare than that. So I think she's an improver at each way odds. And in the last, I'm with the stable mate, number 14, Russian Satire, uh, well-bred uh, mare this she was impressive winning her maiden first up by a big margin coming away was a warm favorite next time out but uh, had excuses saddle slipped midway uh, certainly placed the rider at a disadvantage she did pull up lame as well so considering that she didn't do a bad job to run third i think she'll bounce back to winning form on saturday if all's well at awapuni my best gonna stick with last week's winner wheel it in race four number ten uh, was still back last at the 300 and let go with a strong finish. One by two lengths going away. It was an impressive win. This is a little bit harder, but uh, I think uh, now that found her form, I think she's worth sticking with. And I see she's come up about $10 too. So uh, back her each way. And in the last race eight, and number seven, Subtle Tease. Very honest. Doesn't win out of turn, but always thereabouts. Battled on well last time out, went third for the young apprentice, Tony Davies. And again, she rides. So four kilos off, 52 and a half. It's always a help on these wet tracks in the winter. Alrighty, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Uh, well, I staved off a total wipeout last week and a fairly painless watch it was too, extra two, but no flash price, so uh, no overall uh, profit for us last week. Joel, what are you going to do with your 20 this time? Uh, I'll go to Sydney and I'll put my 20 for a win on Man Behind the Money, which is race four, number two. I'll go Flemington race nine, number nine, Ken in the last. And I will uh, go race eight at Flemington, number 11, Art Zeno. Uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, plenty of good reading and all your favourite features. And also, as Carl mentioned, don't forget to head online to racing.com to check out Carl's Royal Ascot tips right through the week. Uh, meanwhile, build a good bank for Royal Ascot with uh, this weekend's racing. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast. <laughs>